Hello, welcome back, stepmoms, stepmonsters, nice stepmoms, bonus moms, whatever it is that you or other people around you call yourself. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. Uh, February has been kind of a crazy month, which is why we were a little bit light on content this month, but we are excited to be back into our normal recording cadence. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to just say, if you enjoy our podcast, we would greatly appreciate a rating on Apple or on Spotify or anywhere else you listen. You can also write us a review on Apple. And if you have feedback for us, good, bad, ugly, maybe not ugly. Don't send that anywhere. Uh, you can email us at stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And today's topic is one that I know all of us feel. It is double standards that stepmoms deal with that other parents, moms may not. And I am going to start off this episode by giving a prime example of why we feel like there are double standards. So in doing some research for this episode and trying to think of the different scenarios and put myself in other people's shoes so that we can provide well-rounded feedback, I came across a website called divorcemoms.com. And the, oh no. uh, the title of the article that I read is this. It says, stepmoms, you chose this life. Now shut the hell up. <laughs> what the literal you know what yes what the fuck that's what you want to say right yeah, why? Ex explicit podcast that's like <laughs> saying uh, i don't know i just that's so not empathetic in any sort of way or and it just like a title like that makes me think that you're just bitter it does i just you have no empathy for another human being whatsoever oh i'm triggered I know I'm triggered too. And like reading through the article, it's a, so it's a bio mom, obviously <laughs> that wrote it. And she, she basically says like, you don't have to be a stepmom very long to hear some variation of this, but it's for a reason. And she said, how did I become a mom of one? I made the following choices. I married my ex. I stopped taking birth control, had unprotected sex with my ex, got pregnant, carried and delivered a baby, raised my baby. I made a series of choices to bring my daughter Elle into my life. Blah, 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 blah. And then she goes through to explain like all of the other choices that she made to have the remaining four children of hers. And she did choose that life. She's like, it's plain and simple and biological. Um, everyone made choices or a series of choices to be a part of a child's life. And that part in particular, while I don't disagree that at some point we as stepmoms did choose, yes, I, I am going to choose to love this man. And because he has children, I'm going to consciously make the choice to marry him anyways. <laughs> Right. So, like you knew that it's not like we didn't know they had kids getting into the relationship. Of course, we knew that. Right. But that's not what the double standard is about. Well, and if you think about it, this isn't just a slap in the face to stepmoms. I think about I have a friend of mine who tried to make the choice to have her own children and could not actually got pregnant with twins and miscarried um, when she was pretty far along. And so is just doesn't want to go through that again because of the heartache and isn't even sure if they can and, you know, X, Y, Z. So she's a foster mom now and she still gets shit from these bio moms who, A, didn't take care of their kids to begin with and are now like 
making claims at her that she's physically beating these kids. So they have to be drugged back to court. And I'm like, okay, just because she chose to be a foster mom, does that mean that she should also expect that she's going to get shit on by these people who couldn't take care of their kids to begin with? No, absolutely not. The, actually, the foster parent comparison is a really good one. And I mean, I'll give the author of this article credit. She says, I, at the very end, she says, I no longer believe the quote, you chose this life quote sentiment applies to one person or another in the divorce aftermath. She said, if I had to make the sentiment applicable to anyone, it would have to be myself, not as a second wife slash stepmom, but as a divorced mom of one. But this still started with my choices, plain and simple. And I think what you just said is a, a critical piece of like information for this whole scenario. It's not that she, like the, the person that you just described, it's not that she didn't choose to be a foster mom. It's that we you never know what to expect going into situations like this. You never know what to expect going into stepmotherhood. You never know what to expect going into foster parenthood. As much as there are materials and people around to try to prepare you for that, nobody can adequately prepare you for that. And I would say the same goes for moms. I have a good friend of mine who she has two small kids. They're both under five. So they're, you know, prime, like rambunctious, getting into everything age. And she said, I remember after she had her second kid, she's like, I wish people talked more about how fucking hard this is. Nobody tells you that she had super bad like postpartum depression. And she's like, nobody talks about this stuff. Nobody talks about how painful it is after you give birth and how ugly that is and how sometimes those pains are worse than the actual birth giving process itself. And how hard postpartum depression is and sure there's there's content out there if you go looking for it and there's books and but nobody would ever shame a mom for saying i had no idea that this would be this hard not one time so why do we as stepmoms get a double standard with that why am i not allowed to say this is hard i think because it's just easy for people to vilify us right so you look at just general cultural norms and stepmoms and stepparents in general, it's still, even though it's becoming much more normal, people haven't figured out like how to productively navigate the changes and what's become, you know, the modern family. So I think that plays a lot into it. I also think moms are our mama bears and there's just moms who can't come to terms with the fact that they're, maybe they chose to have kids. They didn't choose or, or foresee the demise of their marriage. And they want to have control over who the other co-parent is or, you know, in their situation. So I just think that that can be, especially when there's not expectations that you're going to have to be in that situation. It can be hard. Yeah, it can be really hard. and But that doesn't mean that you can't have empathy and, and just like, humanize everyone. We're all human beings. Are we perfect? No. Right. Yes, exactly. And I think what you just said is similar to some of the other articles that I had read in terms of like ways that stepmoms actually have to just like be cognizant of their own approach and, and the opinions of other people around them and how they're perceived. And that puts a lot of pressure on us because it you're already in a situation where you know you're not liked by one or more parties, be that the bio mom, be that the stepkids in-laws, I mean, whoever wants to throw stones. So, I mean, the pressure to always be perfect or to be 
not able to make mistakes is really trying. I mean, I remember early on, I always felt like anything I did that would be less than favorable or that my stepkids would not think highly of me for would be reported back to their mom immediately. And that was so hard for me because the reality is, is I'm a human being. I'm in my mid thirties. I am busy. I have a career. I'm stressed. I like wine. I like food, but then I also try to balance that with healthy eating and exercise. And I am like in this constant juggling act. And some days it goes great. And some days I'm a hot mess and I myself melt down. <laughs> so then you add an already stressful situation and you add the fact that you feel like you have extra eyeballs always looking at you to mess up. I mean, holy cow. I, I don't know. Have you ever felt like that? You know, I was going to touch on that because I do think another thing that can get stepmoms into trouble is they spend too much time focusing on what people are, how things might play out, what people are thinking. Again, so I, I think that they just spend, they almost put themselves at the focal point. And I know I've been guilty of this. I will stress so much about what's going on between my husband and his ex just with the conflict and whatever situation they might be dealing with when really I should just remove myself. And I've gotten really good at doing that and just not worrying about it. Like, you know, not my problem. You guys can figure it out and um, continuing to live my life and do things that I enjoy and um, that can help alleviate some of that stress. So that would be the advice that I would give is try not to put yourself in the middle because then you make yourself the focal point and it's just going to make things even more stressful for you. I completely agree with you. I, uh, one of the other things that I had written down for us to talk about was just expect, we're just expected to take a back seat. But I think the way that you just worded that is really eloquently because taking a back seat doesn't mean that you have to just silence yourself and have no opinion. It just means that you've acknowledged that you don't have control over all the situations that are in front of you. And you sometimes for your own mental well-being, choose to remove yourself from the situation. Also, sometimes there doesn't need to be a third party involved in parenting decisions. And sometimes the bio mom and your significant other might have it figured out. And while you might not always agree with the decisions, and as long as you feel like your voice can be heard, but ultimately you, you do sometimes have to just be okay with them making decisions that you may not fully agree with. Yeah. And that's one of those things that eventually they're going to make a decision. Like something has to be decided. So I don't know. I'm just a huge proponent now of I have my own stuff that I want to focus on and, you know, growth opportunities for myself. I don't want to be hindered in any sort of way. And I think that as a stepmom, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that and like just prohibit yourself from other things that you could be focusing your energy on. For sure. One of the things that I had read also was just this notion of stepmoms not being able to complain. <laughs> and while I, oh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real honest because I was going to say, while I try not to complain, the reality is, is I absolutely do complain. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just human nature, right? Like, of course, if I'm unhappy about something in my life, I'm going to bitch about it to someone. Whether sometimes it's you, sometimes it's my husband, sometimes it's my mom. It just depends on the situation. But let's take the phrase, for example, I'm counting down the minutes until my kids go back to school on Monday. Is anybody else's kids driving them nuts? OMG. That hits differently. If I ever said that on social media, and keep in mind... As a mom, you're totally right. If I like, I could even call 
like I could call one of my friends who's maybe like doesn't know me that well and say something like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait for my son to go back to school. And it's like, I know, right? But if I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my stepkids to go back to school. It's what's going on. Not like just a general acceptance. It has to be that like there's some drama. Right. Like why I I just, I really struggle with that. Like, why are we not entitled to the same feelings? We are literally in the same situation, especially, you know, when you have any sort of regular schedule, like we've always had 50-50 custody of my stepkids. So they spend just as much time with me as they did their mom, not during the first, you know, chunk of years of their lives. But once I started being a part of the family and once, you know, they, I've moved in, especially If I spend the same amount of time with them, why am I not allowed to say the same things if they were driving me nuts all week? Like, I I just, I don't understand why that's a thing. So stupid. I think that maybe some people think that since we are step parents, it's not as much work. Like that we aren't doing all the things. Yeah, you're probably right. And I I think in some scenarios, they might be right. I mean... In some scenarios, there are stepmoms that have purposely chosen to disengage because it's just not productive in their household for them to be as engaged. And I I think that's fine. I also still don't think that that doesn't make them entitled to feeling some kind of way about their situation. I agree. Like, even if, um, like, here's another example. Say my brother came to visit me and while he's a grown adult, I get annoyed with him sometimes, right? And I can just need some space. And it's totally, people understand that. Like, oh, it's your sibling. Well, you know, why wouldn't you maybe get stressed out by that relationship? I don't know. I just think, agreed, it's a huge double standard. I can't even like um, rationalize it fully in my mind. (laughs) I know, (laughs) it's a hard one. Another hard one is when it comes to discipline. So moms are allowed to dole out whatever discipline they feel is appropriate in their house. And this was something that I struggled with a little bit when my stepkids were younger. I would end up in a situation where my husband is working late or, you know, he had to go do something and I'm with the kids by myself and somebody says something that was totally inappropriate and I'm in a situation where I could discipline them. And early on, I definitely was never like super strict and like super parenty because I knew already that that could potentially cause contention. So I I just wasn't that way. It was more like, if you're alone with me, I'm gonna act as a babysitter and I'm gonna say, this is not okay. We'll address it when your dad gets home and let him figure out what your punishment will be. But that was really hard for me to bite my tongue, especially for some of like the sneaking around or like saying something super rude or calling someone a name or that was tough. So I know a lot of stepmoms deal with this too, with where is the line when it comes to disciplining your stepkids and what is the right level of discipline to still earn you the respect that you should have, but not overstep. And then, you know, especially for like full-time stepmoms, why shouldn't they be allowed to discipline the kids just like they would any other kid of their own? I think I've mentioned this before, but if not, I definitely made that mistake in the beginning of thinking, well, I'm an adult that lives in their household and I'm their step parent. So is it not a little bit my responsibility to make sure that they are doing the right things, treating people with respect and, you know, not breaking the rules wrong like that? 
you just, you, you can't, and I just didn't have the knowledge or anyone to give me the advice to tell me otherwise. So it was learned through recognizing that that did not go over well, right? So I've had to pivot and even maybe, you know, I don't know. I just, there's hopefully enough resources now that stepmoms are able to understand that before they make that same mistake. But I definitely was guilty of trying to be the parent when it comes to discipline. And I'm here to tell you, and just don't do it. Even if you're not like, even if you're just saying, hey, you need to go to your room or you need to apologize for doing that. Or there's going to be this consequence because like I did it in a not an aggressive or mean way, but just a way that a parent would. Right. And even then, just don't do it. Defer to, to dad or, you know, say, well, I'm gonna have to talk to your dad about that or I'm gonna have to talk to your mom if you're a stepdad. Yeah, I I think I've followed suit most of the time. There were a couple situations, I would say, over the last year where my stepson, who is 17 and full of all things ragey teenage boy hormones, would get mouthy. And for whatever reason, that tends to be a trigger for me. (laughs) He's so funny, though. (laughs) He is. But like sometimes if he's in a really bad mood, it gets nasty super fast. Not nasty in like a dirty way, but nasty in like a he's being a dick way. Yeah, I know you meant. And sometimes if that happens, I'm like, go up to your room. Just go. Just go. And he'll be like, no, no. Then I'm like, go. And I will very quickly lose my shit. (laughs) He will eventually listen if I'm firm enough in the way that I say it. And I've never taken flack for that because... He was being rude and he was being inappropriate and I didn't like it. And I know my husband would have backed me up if he were there, but he wasn't. So I just, you know, sent him to his room and then told my husband what happened when he got back and let him deal with the rest. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? If it's your house and I don't know, you're trying to maintain some sense of peace and sanity, that's kind of... You know, you have to do that sometimes, but I agree with you that it shouldn't be the norm. It should always be the exception to like some sort of extreme situation that you just, because you're the adult in the room at the time, you know, you have to take control over. Well, right. And even I have like friends of mine who I fully expect if my son is at their house and he misbehaves, that they're going to discipline him, you know, at least separate, like even when he's at school, he gets disciplined if he doesn't pay attention, but It's just, it's totally just the dynamic of being the co-parent. And, um, you know, I also think it depends on other factors, but for the majority of what, what I've heard and seen is, um, even though it may be totally acceptable, um, disciplinary means that if you were a mom or if you were dad would be okay. I just think you've got to tread lightly based on understanding your own situation. Yep. I would agree with that. What about, um, social situations? What have you run into, you know, that might be a double standard as far as social situations go? Yeah, that one's a little bit weird. I mean, the one example that comes to mind was we did a a joint birthday party, I think for my stepdaughter a couple years ago, or maybe it was my stepson. I don't remember. But for whatever reason, my stepdaughter was sitting next to me and she was kind of tired and the dinner itself was a smidge on the awkward side for no reason that was within my control. Their mom, I guess, was... And to me, she wasn't being weird, but to my 
stepkids, I guess she was being weird. I think she's just uncomfortable in general, which so were the rest of us. But anyways, my stepdaughter ended up like laying her head on my shoulder in the middle of dinner. And for me, I was like, oh God, <laughs> like, I, of course I want her to do that. And I want to like put my arm around her and like, you know, pet her hair and whatever. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, her mom is looking at me right now. And is there, is she mad because her daughter is acting this way with me, which probably could have contributed to the awkwardness now that I'm saying it out loud. But I think the idea of like affection and not being able to show it in the same way, which I mean, frankly, I, I don't show my stepkids affection in the same way that their mom does. I'm not as like touchy feely, just as a person in general, that's just not, not how I am with my husband being the only exception. So I think I do hear though sometimes with step parents, you know, what boundaries do I set when we're out and about? And if their mom is there and I'm there or around their friends, is it, do I need to act differently? And I think most of that is stuff that we, we it's just in my head and in our heads. It's not necessarily an expectation that somebody else is putting on us. But I mean, it, when you're talking about social situations where there's all of us involved in other people, especially if there's friends involved that my husband says they were friends that he lost in the divorce. <laughs> so friends that chose to side with his ex or stay friends with her and not friends with him. That's super awkward. Like there were a couple people like that that ended up coming to the graduation party that we hosted for my stepdaughter because I'm like, of course, if they're involved in her life, they should be there at her graduation party, but it was at my house. And I knew those people when they got divorced chose to basically abandon my husband as a friend and were super close with the bio mom. So that situation for me, I'm like, well, all I'm gonna do is, is be nice the way that I would normally be with any other guest that is in my house. For the most part, they did the same, but it was so awkward for me. And I don't know, it was just weird. Well, I can see you're kind of like walking on eggshells a little bit, right? Right now? No, when you have other people in your house that you know. Oh, yeah, totally. I was, you know, again, back to the whole expected to be perfect thing. I stressed out the whole time about, is my house perfect? Like, is what's what are people going to judge about it? I even went so far as to ask my husband, because we have picture, family pictures up all over our house. And there's one above our mantle. There's pictures of the kids in the hallway, like family pictures we did together. There was a picture that I had printed out of my husband and I getting engaged. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be at my house seeing these pictures. So are all of her friends. So are all of her family. And then we ended up doing like a slideshow for my stepdad daughter just like show on the TV. And I even asked my husband, should I include pictures of me and my stepdaughter in that slideshow? Because it ended up happening where me and his, her mom were kind of collaborating on that and like all putting pictures into a drive so that I could get them on the TV. And that was another thing in my head. I'm like, oh, is that awkward? And then do I need to change the pictures out in my house? Do I need to cover them up with something else. And my husband was like, absolutely not. You were way overthinking this. That's ridiculous. Like, it's not like they don't know we're together. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like if my husband and I ever got divorced and he got remarried and the woman he got remarried to said, like, even if she felt comfortable enough to ask me these things or like in my mind, I'm thinking it is your house. You don't need to redecorate and like act like you don't live there because you do. It's your home. You should be comfortable there. Like, just do what it's fine. Yeah. I do think you were overthinking it. But honestly, I've had conversations with my therapist about this. And she's like, 
You know, I think a lot of the reason that stepmoms get anxiety around their role is because of the insecurities of other folks involved, right? So it's something that we're aware of. And and that leads to the point of wanting to walk on eggshells because you're like, okay, I know there's maybe insecurities or emotional things going on that might trigger someone in some sort of way. And so I need to like proactively fix that situation so I don't have to deal with it later on. When in reality, we don't because that's not it's not our problem. If they don't want to fix the insecurities that they have or the emotional things that they're still dealing with, then that's up to them. Yeah. that And the, the phrase keep the peace comes to mind, which I know we've said in a couple episodes is actually kind of a trauma response in some ways, because like you just said, it's not my job to keep the peace. It's my job to just be who I am and how other people react to that is not my problem. It's their problem. So I need to, I mean, I'm, I'm better at that now in situations like I would, I would never change the pictures of my house for anybody. Um, but it surely was a thing that I had dealt with earlier on in my step parenthood. Totally agree. So we've run into some awkward social, social situations where like people that know the other co-parents in the situation or my husband's ex-wife um, have wanted to like try to communicate with us and they know it's there's a lot of tension and it's a complicated situation. And I'm like, why? Why are you creating drama? Like because, you know, that that's what it is, because they, they try to come up under the guise of wanting to be friendly. And it just instantly I'm like, what a joke. Like, no. And uh, I just, I can't stand people like that. Red flag. I really do not think I would ever have a situation where there we would have mutual friends. There is one friend of hers who she, she used to be really good friends with, and now they're not friends anymore. And now that friend is friendly with me and my husband, but my husband's known them for forever year like 20 plus years so it's not weird for them to be friends with my husband but they surely weren't really that good of friends when uh the bio mom and she were still close but for me at first because she friended me on facebook and i was like oh i don't know how i feel about this but knowing how their friendship ended i was like eh, it's probably safe um i've been you know enjoyed getting to know her a little bit we haven't we haven't really hung out it's mostly just like facebook friends but there there wouldn't really be many other scenarios where i could see having a friend that was mutually loyal to both of us i just i don't think we're we're not at that stage <laughs> well no and then uh you know if you draw a hard line in the sand to say uh i just i don't think this is an appropriate conversation or you know i really don't care to talk about or discuss that they're like offended when in reality I'm actually offended that you thought that I would be okay with that. It just seems very manipulative. So um, yeah, you're not there to like spill the tea for them to then bring back to somebody else. Yeah, like, I'm not like your entertainment. <laughs> I feel like that's what it is. Like if you're bored and you want to be entertained by a situation that you know is already tumultuous. So go kick rocks. Bye. <laughs> Do you ever have other friends that you have tried to talk to like not mutual friends but like your friends that you've tried to talk to about step parenthood and do they get it do they not get it what's been your experience there most of the people that i keep in my close circle are understanding compassionate empathetic people and so if i don't tend to befriend people that aren't a good communicators and b 
just nice in general that I can like talk to and we can have um, open just like true friendship, right? And support each other. So um, at this point in my life, no, no, I don't feel like I have anyone that I just can't talk to at all. But I have had people like that before. Or if I want to talk about something that's hard as a stepmom, and they're like super dismissive. I mean, yeah, those people are in and out quick. I agree with that. I you're probably an exception because you are a stepmom and a mom. But my friends that have never been in a step parent situation that are new-ish moms, I'll say, with kids under the age of 10, for the most part, really don't even consider me a mom of any kind, which means that, you know, I'm not involved in any of those events. I'm not a part of those, like, mommy groups. I'm not a part of the, you know, I I need a babysitter list. I mean, whatever you want to call it, despite the fact that I would be more than happy to, to love on or buy presents for or babysit any of their kids anytime. Um, I have found that I've there's now a lot of distance between me and those past friends. I think they, again, a double standard, they just assume that I, there's nothing that they could possibly be going through that I could relate to. So it's not worth talking to me about and vice versa. Like if I try to talk about, you know, a situation of my own, they're like, well, but you only have them half the time. And in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, no, we have them 50% of the time. (laughs) Like, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. And I just, I don't know, it just feels weird to me. And I I don't, I mean, I'm not close with those people now for, for that reason. I think that's one of those things that missed opportunity for them because they could have actually learned a lot if they have small kids because you've been through raising kids who are, you know, preteens, teens, and then now adults. So I think that's more of a missed opportunity for them. And, you know, I know you very well. And it's shocking to me to think that people wouldn't think that you would just be like, give me your baby. I want to love them. Totally. (laughs) I love kids. Just because I never wanted one of my own does not mean I'm not fully capable of loving others. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Well, their loss. I'm glad that I have you. I'm glad that I have you. (laughs) What about, okay, this is an interesting topic as far as double standards go. And I feel like we've heard a lot of really different stories behind this medical care. Like some people are taking the kids. Mom's like, can you take them then? Some people aren't involved at all. What's your, your scenario on this? And if you do take them, how, what's the conversation like with uh, providers? Yeah, I have always willingly taken a backseat when it comes to my stepkids' medical care. I know it's different if you're a full-time stepmom, but speaking as a part-time stepmom, I've always just let my husband deal with that. And there have been times where at some point I, I knew there was a medical appointment or something, and but I didn't really know the details of it. And I was thinking in my head, I think he has a doctor's appointment today, but I didn't say anything, not because I was trying to be malicious, but because I, I didn't have all the details. I just remember it being mentioned. And then my husband forgot and he didn't end up going to his doctor's appointment. But like stuff like that happens all the time, right? To any parent, to any person, we could forget about those types of things. One of the things that gets brought up a lot, or I guess not so much now as it did, let's say a year ago or like eight months ago was the COVID vaccine. So there were stepmoms that were all up in arms about their stepkids not being vaccinated because they're 
bio mom didn't want them to and then vice versa stepmoms all up in arms because their kid was vaccinated and she was vehemently against it and my, every time they messaged us my advice to them was always again you are not the parent you've got to let them make that decision on their own but like what happens if there is still pro-vax, anti-vax, not the argument to have, but like what happens if you have two different households that wholeheartedly disagree on that? Like literally, what do you do? You know, that's interesting because even when, I think this is like the one thing that as far as, um, you know, that's like a, not the one thing, but something that positive that happened was, and that was like something I had asked for when I was pregnant with my son, my big thing was I wanted everyone to be vaccinated for the flu because he was born in February, you know, like rampant flu season. And it was like not a fight at all. Mom was just like, okay, totally fine. And I was like, wow, that was really easy. Um, So I can see where that would be hard, especially if you draw a hard line on the vaccination or, you know, we've heard from moms who have parents who have underlying issues or, you know, stepmoms who have parents that have underlying issues that they are exposed to or that they help um, on a weekly basis. And so, yeah, that would be difficult because then it's the question of do we let them go back and forth between the houses I think that was huge during COVID. Like, whoa, okay, nobody knows what's going on. Like, are we transitioning still? And I think the court even had to pivot and say like, holy shit, how do we handle this? Because this is like, we're in a pandemic. And so yeah, quarantine, co-parenting, dual houses, dude, hot mess. Did you guys ever have any issues with that? Total hot mess. No, I mean, my husband and his ex were on the same page with whether or not they wanted the kids to be vaccinated. And I... Me, again, always, it's your your kids, your choice. You decide. And, you know, my stepdaughter, is, she's over 18, so she decided on her own. But I can't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we were lucky where neither my husband or I have underlying conditions that would make us higher risk. I don't have frequent exposure to people that are super high risk. There's no extra kid in our house that has any sort of like autoimmune disorder there. So I think we were we were in a, a good place where like if for some reason their mom was super like anti-COVID vaccine, I, I think I, I probably would have been okay with it because again, there was no major high risk for us. But if she was super anti-vaccine and there was that high risk, I think I would have yeah, asked for like a, a custody change so that they weren't going back and forth, not to try to force a vaccination on someone who doesn't want it, but more to protect my own family and to protect the risks in my household. But yeah, like I said, I mean, we were really lucky that we didn't we didn't even have to have that argument at all. All right. Well, end the episode on a high note. <laughs> Do you see the sun just like, oh, I don't even know where it came from. You are literally glowing oh right now. God, Earlier, like, Elise showed me the, the giant amounts of snow on the ground where she's at in Chicago. And now she's being blinded by a very bright sunlight. I guess I'll accept <laughs> it and just be happy about the vitamin D. For sure. Enjoy that. If you need extra, you can come visit me. Although I'll be in Chicago soon, so I'll see you then. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. I'll bring the sunshine with me. Oh, gosh. Please do. I need a vacation. I'm coming to visit you. All right. uh, Let's do a stepmom's meetup in Arizona again. Who's in? Send us a DM. We'll plan it. Yes. Let us know if you're in. Bye, stepmonsters. Bye. Bye. Bye.